Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we enjoy conversation with each other of the truth of scripture, theological truth, and then once a month, we will cover a question segment from your questions sent in to coffeewithvern at gmail.com. Shabbat Shalom, Boker Tov. Welcome back to Coffee with Vern. We've been gone a week, but we're back. Brother Malone, welcome back, buddy. How you doing? Let's, we, <laughs> look at this microphone. He's struggling over here, man. I'm this sorry. thing is this abnormal. Is First time being on a podcast. Yeah. So. First time. Uh. Well, Jesse, welcome back from your vacation. Thank you, sir. Um, real quick, because I am the king of roast. Mm. Uh, you're not ever allowed to do that again. <laughs> uh, the people missed you. I missed you. I had a lonely week because I bet you did. You had. You weren't here all week last week. Yeah, I took. I, I took half a week off. Y'all both just left me, like up in this building alone. Yeah. Well, you know how awful that was? Listen, before you got here, I was upstairs by myself for weeks. But now I am here, and yeah. so I don't expect to be alone. Well, I, just for the, all the viewers, I, I don't like being by myself. Just, yeah. okay? <laughs> um, I don't, you know? And so next time, you know, I know that there is a form of authority that's supposed to sign off these things, but mm-hmm. that authority has changed. It's me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So... <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to Coffee with Vern. Today is conversations number two episode. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have some conversations. Um, I'm excited about today. Got Brother Malone in the house with, we got a pot of coffee for him. I'm leaving that pot over there today. That's his. Just for him. It's just for him because. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The famous. All the way upside down. (laughs) That was one of the best episodes ever. Uh, Oh, me. But today's National Coffee Day. Jesse wouldn't know. I would not. No clue. Sorry. Yesterday was National Hobbit Day. I wouldn't know. There you go. So, See? you know, valid. Fair enough. Back and forth. Was that Lord of Rings? Yeah. <laughs> See, I have to ask that question. That's sad. Do you know about The Hobbit? Do you watch that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. then I'm just... See, because you said, do you watch that and not have you read that? Excuse me. I judged you a little bit. Yeah, judgment. I have read The Hobbit. <laughs> I have not read Lord of the Rings. There you go. Well, I that's all right. I read the uh, opening... Uh, preliminary yeah. stuff that defines everything. Oh, yeah. Was I it. gave up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll watch the movie. <laughs> well, my famous phrase, I own it. I have not read it. <laughs> but it. I don't own that. I don't. No, what um, is, you said read it. I own it. Read it. Yeah, I own it. Um, Josh Heath loves that mm-hmm. so much. But, uh, yeah, it's National Coffee Day. And so we've got a pot just from Malone. Because I've already had one big old black coffee down at Ubora. It was yeah. free. And this. Now, let's talk about this real quick. Just very quickly. This is a Vietnamese cold iced coffee. Do you, Let's tell the people what's in it. It's got Vietnamese milk, which is like condensed milk. So this joker is thick with four C's, man. I'm telling like thick. And it's got four shots of espresso. So I'm uh. feeling juiced, baby. Woo, man. I, it's going to be a good day. You know, and Jesse, just because this is your punishment. No. It's Ugh. delicious. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Mullen, uh, sorry, I forget you're in the room. I would never punish <laughs> you that way. But welcome. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. So we had a question from our missionary friend in Uganda that we uh, we said we we're going to wait to answer till we had Mullen back on and after Jesse got back from vacation and so we said we were going to do a conversation episode. So that's what we're doing today. And the question was, 
uh, ask that we give our testimonies, mm. talk a little bit about ourselves, something that I would say not any of us three really like doing in front of people. Um, uh, we will, but uh, we like talking about other matters. And so this is going to be an interesting episode. We actually have to talk about ourselves. <laughs> Jesse is behind the camera. I wish he was in front of the camera talking about himself, but yeah. he it's like, nope, I'm good. But um, we're going to share a little bit about our, our stories. And I think it's kind of cool that all three of us, part of our story is that we grew up in a sense here. Right. Um, Malone's traveled a little bit more in different areas of his life than me and Jesse. We have gone to college and came back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. But uh, we're going to share a little bit of our stories. And then within that, we can kind of add how the Lord maybe brought us here to where we are now. Uh, the three amigos is what we have in this room today. So who wants to go first? Is it going to have to be me? Well, you're the host. Dad so gum it. All right. Well, okay. So how do, how do you even start this? You know, you posed the question. Okay. So tell a little bit about your testimony. Okay. So I'll make mine brief. Some of my kids know mine. Some of mine don't. Um, we, for transform weekend, we're actually going to put emphasis on testimony. So this will be cool to get ready for that. Uh, so let's see. Well, I grew up in the church. Let's use that famous phrase. I grew up in the church. That's everybody's favorite. Um, but been at West Sacred since I was two years old. I dressed up as Pastor Larry when I was in kindergarten for Halloween. Wow. Yes. Get on my level. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so church is all I've ever really known, but I, I did come to a place of regeneration, saving faith, uh, in second grade, January 9th, 2005. There's no doubt in my mind. That's when the Lord grabbed the hold of me, shook me and said, wake up. And so I was dead. Now I'm alive. January 9th, 2005. That's what I'm talking about. We're talking about regeneration, baby. And so, um, I was a young little lad, a little bowl cut kid. Um, I baptized four of my own this Sunday. And I mean, I was, I think I was baptized immediately. It was, it was in that same month. I think it was quick. Um, but ever since that moment, and what's really cool is when you grow up in the church and it's all you ever known, it's really cool how the Lord shapes you and works you through that. But um, I was, it was no doubt that's when life change happened. And then uh, about fourth grade, I knew ministry is where I was headed. Called in the ministry young. Um, and I always get the question, how did you know? And it's like, well, I think either of me and Malone and even Jesse, because you do ministry, you do uh, directly. Um, if anyone ever wants to say that Jesse Moore doesn't do ministry, come talk to my face. Um, but me and Malone, and I think even pastor and Josh and Rob would all agree, you know, you know, when you're called to the ministry, you know, it is, it's no doubt it's the Lord gets a hold of your heart and that is your passion. Uh, and the question that my professor always posed, how do you know you're called to the ministry? You'll have an ever abounding joy for the work of the ministry. Since I was a kid, I just wanted to be up here. Um, and so from fourth grade on, everything I did in life was directed towards, okay, am I going to do ministry? Uh, I thought I was going to do music ministry for the rest of my life. Not going to lie. Thought that was kind of the trajectory. And here I am doing student ministry. Uh, student ministry was the one thing when I kid y'all not, when I was in college, freshman year and sophomore year, I told myself I will never be a youth pastor. Don't tell God what you're not going to do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I kid you not. I remember my professors are like, any of y'all going to student ministry? And I was like, no, not fam, not happening. Here I am. So, and I wouldn't change it. I love everything about it, but that's a quick, broad stroke of me. Um, it's been, it's been an interesting journey, uh, but 
from that moment, the Lord has been um, putting me through the fire and growing me, sanctifying me. And I, you, as you look back over the so many long years of my life, gosh, I'm so old. Uh, you look at all these years. I know. What? I'm about to be 24, Jesse. I'm ancient. Oh um, <laughs> you look at all these years, though, and you see the the growth. And so, I mean, I don't have, you know, I don't know about y'all's, but I don't have this radical testimony. But something I want to emphasize, if y'all won't, I want to emphasize that uh, your testimony is significant of what the Lord has done in your life, no matter what it is. Because I know I have kids, so I'm like, man, I don't have this radical testimony. I don't have a good testimony. I'm like, no, your testimony is what has Jesus done in your life? And I'll tell you, Jesus saved me. Because if I would have followed my flesh, I know what my flesh tries to pull me towards. And boy, if it owned me, whoo, baby. Oh, son. I'd still be a bowl cut kid chasing after ladies. And that'd be bad news bears. So instead, I'm no longer a bowl cut kid chasing after one woman. Oh, slam. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And and I have this little thing I want to add. I have to add it because mm-hmm. you liked it. You, you, if you watch Southside Rabbi, another great podcast, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, the great goes. I'm past the show and go. Well, I was like, you know what? We need names. We need to come up with one for you. Pastor Water Malone. Yeah. Uh, we need something like that. <laughs> but Pastor Vern or Burn, because when I show up, you better look at your scriptures because you may just get burned. So turn or burn yeah. with Vern. All right, I'm moving on. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to hear some of my kids go, you're an idiot. Yes, oh, I am. Oh, man. Who wants to go next? It's so those, that's me broadly. <laughs> those four shots of espresso. In Ooh, there. baby. Hello, Vietnamese. Uh, National Coffee Day. You're welcome, world. I love this. I think I've done that once. I asked for an extra thing of espresso. Yeah. And I came back, and it was like that movie Limitless. I was like, I have just opened up the rest of my brain. I took care of like so much business. You know what's amazing though? It was just a one time thing. This won't be all that I have today. I have another coffee meeting at two o'clock with Brother Nolling. It's going to be awesome. So, who wants to go next? Because I need to shut up. I've got too much going through my head. I'll go next. Yes. I mean, I talked, you know, we talked about ours a little bit before. Um, I'm going to say what you said. I grew up in church. We grew up at Abilene Baptist Church right down the road. I never went there, mm-hmm. but you grew up there. Okay. Yeah, and then we came here when I was like, it was either fifth grade or sixth grade is when we started coming here. Um, but I came to a saving faith at a Steve Green concert. And just to recap what right. I did the last episode, um, my dad had all kinds of different music, eight tracks, stuff like that he told me he like he listened to the last one he told me the steve green one wasn't an eight track but it was a cassette but to me it was you know it's one they of the, same, the right? same to me yeah it's one of <laughs> one of the same he was like I, I don't think steve green's old enough to have an eight track i was oh. like i don't know i just that's how i remember it but i used to love listening to steve green he came uh to augusta one time went to his concert and i'd already been asking questions and stuff like that and um i went down and, and met him and talked with him personally i was late because I was up in the balcony, so I got to talk to him one-on-one instead of in a group, which was cool. That's the way to go right there. Yeah, and so um, that's when I came to a saving faith, and I grew up um, here at West Acres, 
was in the youth praise band. We've talked about that. Come before. on, Jesse Moore. Yeah, that that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't mean I have any kind of musical talent. I mm-hmm. like singing and I like playing the guitar, but we're going to recruit you. That means nothing. No, it okay? does. Let's just put it that way. I do have a question for you going further. Were what? you in the Abilene daycare thing, like Mother's Day out? Yeah, man. That's yeah, where, brother, me too, listen, bro. That, that's where I met um, my best friend, Richard Callen. Shout out in Savannah. Gosh, Richard. Mm-hmm. What a, do you we, know Richard? We bonded over the same Ninja Turtle that we had. Oh, Richard. Yeah. yeah. I love, shout dude, out. He, Richard was the goat. Yeah. Him, Nick Wysong, Jesse Moore, and Adam McKinney. Yeah. If I could be like any of them, I'd be like all four of them, one super man. Mm-hmm. Well, so I grew up here, did praise band, um, went off to college, uh, and that's when things started going a little crazy. Um, got a taste of independence in Atlanta at Georgia Tech, and um, just kind of decided I was going to do what I was going to do because it was college, and you're college age, and you just think that's what you're supposed to do. Um yeah. So got got caught up in some of that. Fortunately, I made some really good friends there um, who managed to keep me grounded. And through my four years there, managed to kind of reel me back in um, to a good place. Um, after college, I tried so hard to find a job in Atlanta. I stayed like an entire summer after really? I, didn't I graduated that. just to find a job. Could not find a job in industrial design. Yeah. So I'm sitting there thinking, it cannot be this hard to find a job in industrial design. From, yeah, Georgia Tech degree in Atlanta. But it's because God had other plans for me. And finally, I was like, you know, I'm just going to come home. And that's when your daddy. Shout out Daryl. (laughs) Daryl Bonds. He helped me get a job with an engineering firm here in Augusta. And so I moved back home. Um, you know, I worked there for two years, and during those two years, I met a girl named Allison Chinnery. And Oh, Allison. Yeah. She's a life changer. She is. And so through dating her and all this stuff, um, we were watching Passion live stream one night, and it was in 2012, I believe. And because that's the year I started here. And um, I just really felt God calling me into some kind of ministry. I didn't know what that was. I drove home from Allison's house, and her house was like 20 minutes from mine. So I had a good bit of a drive. I remember going home and just praying out loud, Lord, if you send me to China, that's where I'm going to go. That's how much he had just burdened on me that I was supposed to be doing his work. And so I don't remember how many weeks later it was. I don't remember if it was like the next week or a few weeks after, but we were here um, on a Sunday morning and in the bulletin back when it was 10 pages long, <laughs> there was a, Facts. and now we don't have uh, Praise God. I know. Um, but in the bulletin, there was a little section that said um, they were hiring for a communications, I think it was called a communications director at the time. It was like a half communications, half um secretarial position for missions, which both appealed to me, mm-hmm. uh, had no, no business applying, no, no experience in either of those departments. And so I just said, Lord, I'm stepping out. If this is what you want me to do, it's going to happen. Mm. And here I am. And over the past eight years, he has shaped that job from what it was to what it is now. And he's just revealed 
um, just passions I didn't know I had and um, just just things like that. And I mean, he continually works on me. Um, but I do want to say 2020, terrible year. Mm. Hate 2020. Mm. Um, but this yeah. year he has done a more of a work in me than I think any of the previous at least five, six years. Mm. Um, so it's just a testament, you know, you keep growing. There's still stuff that you learn. There's still stuff that needs to be, you know, thrown away and worked out. And so he's, he's still working on me. I just, I hate how he's not on the camera. I know. (laughs) I just love him. You know, I, I think I told Anna newsflash. I told her, I said, I, I think I fanboy Jesse more Mm-mm. more than any person in no, this world. Don't. More than Matt Chandler. No, like, don't say that. Yeah, no, I do. I'm just like, you know, if I I've always said whenever Jesse retires or leaves, I'm following wherever he goes. <laughs> no. Lord, send me wherever Jesse goes. <laughs> we have when, when are you gonna retire, Jesse? When? Probably <laughs> never, just like you guys. That's right. Hey, retirement's not an option for ministry, baby. It's either you just quit or you die. Right. Well, so, I was just thinking professionally. I think people our age just don't have that option anymore. We yeah. just going to die. So different. I, yeah. Well, it is. That's sweet. That's tender. Mm-hmm. I'll, I just love it. And you know, if he was not a touch-me-not, I'd go kiss his forehead <laughs> right now. Yeah. That's why. One I'm, day. One day. Don't worry. I'm Ten feet away from don't you. Don't worry. I will. Brethren Morris. I Now, I'm excited to hear a mm-hmm. little bit of yours because guess who doesn't know a lot of Malone's background? All I know is some of your job positions. Okay. That's cool. that's all I know. Brace yourself. Buckle in. <laughs> Here we go. Brethren Morris. Well, I'm I'm with the three amigos. I grew up in the church. And mm. uh, and I know we've, we've heard that, that statement, you know, well, I got saved as a kid. That's not a radical testimony, but that is a radical testimony. To know Jesus that, saving is radical. Yeah, that's right. Um, but to know, hey, I came from a family that loved the Lord that brought me to church. That's awesome. Um, so that um, that's my story, like y'all. But uh, was in the church every time the doors were open. We went to Sweetwater Baptist Church in Thompson, Georgia. Thompson it's off Wrens Highway. There's a big pond in front of the church, but uh, a lot of good memories there. Uh, my family, my grandparents went to that church. And uh, I remember, you know, those were the days before phones and iPads. So you kind of just had to sit there, even though you couldn't really understand everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, of course, Sundays you can understand the preacher. But, uh, you know, you had the bulletin. You'd play tic-tac-toe and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. But uh, I remember I was seven years old and something that just – out of nowhere started catching my attention was the invitation time and uh, seeing people go forward. And at that time, I don't really recall people praying at the altar, but I would, I do know people would come forward to speak with the pastor mm-hmm. and, you know, folks were giving their life to Christ. Um, but that church was really fruitful at that time. Um, the pastor's name was Dave Sandridge. Um, he's in heaven now. But uh, I remember asking my mom, what are they going down there for? What do they keep going down there for? Because as a kid, that's very visual. Yeah, it is. And uh, that's when my mom started telling me, hey, they're making decisions. Um, you know, some of those folks are becoming Christians. And uh, that kind of stayed in the back of my mind. Uh, then I know 
I started noticing baptisms, and that's even more of a visual. And, and that's the whole purpose of a baptism. That's the whole purpose of Lord's Supper. If you come in here and you don't know a lick about the Bible, you're actually seeing, seeing something it. unfold before your eyes. And it's a teaching opportunity. It's it just is. like the reading Deuteronomy with the Passover. Um, yeah. you know, teach your kids this. Um, and I remember my mom explaining what baptism was. And uh, all this time growing up in the church, I thought I was a Christian because, you know, you're just like, well, I've always been at church. I've been Sunday school, RAs, yeah. BBS. Uh, RAs, dude. You know, church was just a part of life. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that's when my mom, she actually explained. She said, no, you, you have to come to a point where you, you recognize that you're a sinner and you recognize what Jesus has done for you mm. and you put your faith in trust in him to be saved and you know I, I remember she put it in terms of heaven and hell and uh hell scared me <laughs> which i think is a good fear to have yeah. Um, yeah not just for fire insurance but um nobody wants to go to hell so uh just in a very elementary way my mom talked me through that <laughs> and i said well i want to get saved <laughs> I want, I want to be baptized. So the following week, uh, and my parents always sat in the back of the church, and it was kind of a rectangular sanctuary, kind of like this table. They sat in the back. They were back pew Baptist. Back and, pew. I have not heard that one. And uh, they, my mom told me, you're going to have to go up at the end of the service. Now, we see that done differently now. Some people are going to march to the front with their kid, proud as they can be. But my mom and dad, they kind of said, no, this is something you got to do on your own. So I had to walk to the front of the church um, from the very back during the invitation time. I had tunnel vision <laughs> going to Pastor Dave, and I I told him, I said, I, I want to get saved. And um, so I remember that time. And, you know, we met, spoke about that decision. Um, I remember my baptism, and uh, that's before heated uh, baptismals. Mm-hmm. So it was cold, but mm-hmm. I remember that. And anyway, so I continued growing up in the church. And uh, in middle school, uh, Sweetwater, they actually went through a difficult time. They had a church split. And my family just, you know, just didn't feel like being tied up into it because um, our family stayed, but a lot of friends left. And uh, we actually had some friends that came to West Acres during that time, the Johnsons, mm-hmm. uh, Pam and Kenneth, and my friend was Benjamin Johnson. And uh, they had just moved, and Benjamin was my best friend. So this was kind of an opportunity to see him yeah. on Wednesday, even though it was like a 20-minute drive from Thompson to Evans, Georgia. It was a quicker drive then because you didn't have so much development. I was going to say there wasn't as much um, traffic. So, yeah, But uh, we started coming to West Acres when I was in – sixth grade seventh grade and i loved it uh, i just i felt that's in the uh sanctuary was new um yeah. you know and i i just loved the music i loved everything about it uh got plugged into the youth group and uh, was part of the life of this church um but then like like jesse mentioned though when i got uh got out of high school um i i went straight into the navy that's right and yep. uh I got lazy. I actually, um, I got stationed in New Jersey. And when you're in New Jersey, there's not a lot of Baptist churches Mm -hmm. 
around. Even today, if you were to look on uh, SBC, like North American Mission Board, there's not a lot of Baptist churches in that area. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be Catholic, Episcopalian, or Lutheran, um, yeah. or nothing. Um, so I kind of, Sunday just became a day to sleep in. Um, it became a day to go do something with my friends. Um, and that kind of carried on for two years. So I became very stale uh, and became used to that that lifestyle. It's amazing how quickly oh, yeah. you allow yourself to do that, how normal it can become. Mm-hmm. And I remember the only times I'd be at church is when I'd come home um, yeah. for the holidays with my mom and dad. But I remember getting uh, after two years in New Jersey, I went to Virginia Beach, and uh, I had a hard time moving because I had made so many good friends in my new in New Jersey. It was just like a brotherhood. Um, so I moved to a new station, which Virginia, you're just like one of so many thousand. Mm. Uh, and the base I was at in New Jersey was like only 200. So it was oh, wow. like a very tight-knit community. Then I just got thrown into the real Navy. Yeah. And uh, so I, I kind of became, I'll be honest, I got depressed um, down and out. And my mom, again, your mom it's amazing man. how my mom was in my testimony so much. Yeah. All of our she mamas said, are some spiritual rocks. That's the truth. But she said, listen, you're you're back in the South. <laughs> You need to find you a church. Look at that. She said. <laughs> meet this woman. She said, you're back. You should find you a good church, Malone. That's what you need to do. And at the time, I kind of, you know, went in one ear, went out the other. And I was like, yeah, whatever, Mom. Yeah, I'll, sure. Um, but, I mean, it was like within a week, I was doing my laundry. Uh, so I guess it's a lot like a dorm. There's community laundry places. And if you don't want your clothes being stolen or taken out of a dryer to sour, <laughs> You stay there with your stuff. Yeah. Same as uh, college. I remember there was a bulletin board of a Baptist church, and I was just like, it it was Saturday, and I said, I've got nothing to do tomorrow. Look at God's providence. I have no friends really here. I'm the new guy. So I I wrote this church down. I wrote down the address, and I had to map quest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Folks, you know, the students don't know what MapQuest map is. Quest. I've only used it once. <laughs> because there wasn't smartphones and there wasn't GPS. So I map quested my way to this church. And, <laughs> um, I didn't have, you know, khaki. You know, I'm dressed like a dork right now. But um, I had, like, jeans and uh, just a – I think I had a polo shirt on. Mm. But this was – this is a different Baptist church. Let me – just throw this out. It was a free will Baptist church. It's big up there in West Virginia and Virginia. It's, it's big up there. And at this time in my life, I had no idea. I just knew what Baptist was. I right. Didn't, I didn't even know the difference. Um, and I don't want to get tied up on that. It was an awesome church. And I, I learned of the differences. And even today, if I was in that area, I would go and worship with these folks because I knew it really just came down to some things you know, if I understood, okay, well, I, I see differently on that. Um, but on a normal Sunday, it would be no different sure. than West Acres. But uh, I remember going to that church on a Sunday, and I just thought I'd blend in. Um, but these folks, uh, it was kind of like an independent Baptist. They were decked out in suits. I was about to say, they're probably fully and, dressed. Um, they had quartets with Whoa. people, with folks our age singing and I was like, goodness gracious. Um, but the sanctuary was a lot like West Acre, so it kind of felt 
felt like home. Felt bit. familiar. Yeah. And um, but I just thought I'd go in there and you know go to church, kind of make myself feel good. And uh, I had people come up to me, "Hey, who are you?" <laughs> Everybody in that church came up and spoke to me. It made me feel so welcome. But then that night, they said, "Hey, you coming back tonight?" And at that time, I was like, well, I was only planning on coming this morning, but sure, I'll come tonight. And uh, that night was kicking off a missions conference. Hmm. And uh, what was really cool about that church, they were very mission-minded, extremely mission-minded. The missions conference was actually launching people into different ministries. So you had these young couples they were going to go serve at a church here. Mm. You had certain couples going overseas, certain couples, and they were all young. And at that time in my life, when I thought of missions, I, I thought of the old lady coming from the WMU yeah, or, you know, the, just someone older, which is still awesome. But um, I remember seeing young people giving their life, literally giving their life. To Christ, not just as a Christian, but right. they are saying here, like Jesse, what you said, uh, Lord, here's here, take it, mm-hmm. do what you want with it. And at that time in my life, in my age, success, my whole mindset was okay. I need to uh, make as much money as I can. Mm. I need to have a nice car. Um, in a few years, I need to have a house. Three, you know. So many bedrooms and bath. Like, I had the American dream. Like, that was the trajectory I was going down. And uh, the Lord really stopped me in my tracks that that very night saying, don't you see, you came to church today to see what I could give you. These folks are here giving me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just really, that was like probably one of the most memorable services of my life. And so I continued going to that church. And they had a small little Bible college attached to it. So everybody in my Sunday school class, the young adults class, were going to school to be preachers. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, you know, they would ask questions in Sunday school. And I was like, man, I have not, have not been in my Bible the way I should be. Uh, so I was like very, I felt ignorant because mm. um, I hadn't been in the scriptures. But over that time, um, you know, I don't know if those guys had an effect on me, but I just felt the Lord calling me to do the same. Just, I want everything. I want everything. I want everything. And I just thought of local church being a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I thought of ministry, I, I thought of like a pastor Larry mm-hmm. preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I didn't have that much exposure to other areas, which I, I've learned about as I've, as I've gone. But uh, that, uh, that was on my mind for so long. And it, I kept it to myself for a while. Um, it, it happened very early you know, Lord saying, I want, I want you, I want you to serve me. Mm-hmm. Want, you've had your little fun. Mm. I want the rest. Um, yep. and I kept it to myself because, you know, I had very worldly friends. Uh, I probably didn't have the best Christian reputation among them. And I, I did not want them saying, Oh, look at Malone. He's a holy roller now, you know? <laughs> um, so it took about six months for me to actually talk to somebody about it. I talked to the pastor of that church he actually passed away of COVID nineteen. That's uh, the past recently. Okay, um, but he actually just uh, just said he said, "Well, Malone, you're going to have to go get you an education because <laughs> um, if you're going to teach people, you need to know what you're saying." Uh, and uh, 
but he told me, you need to talk to your pastor back home. And uh, I called Pastor Larry. I think I got the secretary one day, and he called me back um, while I was, and I was on a Navy air base, and I was outside on a flip phone, and there's jets going above, and uh, Pastor Larry just talked to me. Um, and I was able to tell him about that decision. That's awesome. Um, so, mm-hmm. but anyway, long story short, I finished my time in the Navy, went to college, seminary. Never thought I'd serve at West Stegers Baptist Church. I always thought, mm-hmm. you know, being already having some travel under my belt, I never, yeah, mm-hmm. thought it'd be tough to to leave. Right. But uh, that's how I'm here with y'all today. Look that's it this. in a nutshell. The three amigos. There you go. I mean, I always wanted to work here, like growing up. It was like, man, I, I, I mean, I tell people, I was telling the ladies up front, like when I first got the job, I, when I walked in the, um, the, 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 what is it? The front the office. The front office. My Lord in Zion. <laughs> I walked in the front office and I saw those little dots. I remember when I was a kid and I'd wait to meet with Pastor Larry and I'd see those dots and people's names and I always thought, man, that, I'd love to be up there on there. That saying, was there all the way back then? Yeah. Wow. It's been there since I was a kid. And so, <laughs> yeah, like I've always, uh, this is a dream job for me. You know, That's awesome. I never thought I would get to be here, but I always back yeah. in my mind was like, man, I'd love to work for my church. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I always had a different, kind of like you, I had a different idea of what my dream job would be. Um, never thought it would be this. And now that I'm eight years into it, I'm like, man, this is a dream job. Dude, <laughs> power squad. Yeah. Three amigos. I mean, we got, we got a phenomenal team here, and so yeah, love what we do. Love all y'all. I do. I love. It. So I don't think y'all realize before we close because I know we got to. I don't think y'all know how much I love y'all. <laughs> I'm a lovey kind of person. Like I'll hug you. I'll you dap are. you up. I'll kiss you on the forehead. Like you'll shout across the parking lot on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Every Sunday, Jesse. I love you guys too. Uh, thank you, Malone. A, See, he loves. It's me. documented now. There, there you, you go. go. That's it. That's it. One of these days, Jesse Moore is going to run up to me like we're in a pasture of daisies and hug me. One day. That's my one request before I die. Maybe if I'm 80-something. That's fine. I'll come pick you up because I'm 10 years younger than you. <laughs> That's right. Ha. <laughs> well, hey, until next time, this has been Coffee with Vern. Thanks, brethren. Moores. Uh, Jesse. Jesse. Moore. Uh, until then, Shabbat Shalom. Go in peace. We'll see you next week.